Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 28, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy NMPC has been conducting Zoom or conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your hand. And if you are a newcomer who have never asked a question before, if you have never asked a question before, please show your face and let our team know that you are a newcomer. Uh, in the chat, you can let us know, but you have to show your face too if you are a newcomer. Ramesh? Ramesh, go ahead. Hey, <clears throat> uh, quick thing. I have two questions regarding H4EAD process. Mm-hmm. One is, <clears throat> my wife is planning to leave to India. Can I start the H4EAD process uh, during that? I mean, if she's not here. What is, when is her H4 expiring? No, no, no. She's uh, switching to H4 uh, Rahul because uh, her employment is done and she's not able to get uh, another job. So she's changing from H1 to H4. So she's changing from H1 to H4. Did you already file or she's going there to get the stamping? She's going to India due to some uh, family reasons. but uh, So you did not apply the H4 right now. She's going to get the stamping there in India. Mm -hmm. No, you have to wait until she comes back. Okay, but if I apply for H four EAD right now, H four right here, can I initiate the H four EAD? But she can travel during that. Process? No, still, because once she leaves the country, she's considered to have abandoned the H four process. Though, if it is an extension of status, though, it is perfectly okay. If it is a change of status, if she leaves the country, she's considered to have abandoned the process. So the both EAD and H four both are considered to be denied. Okay. And uh, if she's in, on H4 and the process and she gets the stamping done, right? Can I initiate the H4EAD process once the stamping is done or should she have to no, be she has in to, US? She has, to be in, she has to be in US. Okay. Thanks, Rahul. Appreciate Next it. person, please. Nikhil. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Reddy. Uh, question. Uh, I have uh, filed my AP uh, and EAD. I AD got approved. I had to expedite it, talk to 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 the Emma. But uh, AP, right? Uh, uh, while when we applied in June, um, it uh, and then we went to India in October and came back in November. So the I got an RFE saying that AP is abandoned. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and they are asking us the proof of did you really travel? And if you have not traveled, give us the pay stubs or something. But we did travel. So how well, should we then just withdraw it and file one more advance work? Okay, and you can I respond with the same? Like, can I fill the forms and just send it to them? 
No, in the same. no, you have to no, you have to file a fresh application. That goes oh. to a different process. Oh, but there is a there is a, a person's name down there. Should we contact them? You think? Or? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So withdraw this and file a fresh one, basically. Yeah, our file a fresh one withdraw whichever way you want it. Sorry, I mean I didn't get it when you said so. Withdraw meaning just, just... withdraw it, file a fresh one. Okay. Okay. That's okay. it. That's the only option available. Next person, please. Thank you, sir. Sachin. Yeah. Hi. So um, I'm on H1 and planning for um, H1 visa stamping uh, while I'm going to India. So. Yeah, I joined uh, this conference a couple of weeks back and I asked, like, uh, is it okay if I stay there for three months during this process, uh, working on um, US payslip? But right now, uh, yeah, I got more definitive timeline. So I'm looking uh, somewhere around five five months. Uh, but Don't do it. Months. Don't do it, though, because the, the question that pops up is, do you have a job here? Is a job there? If the job is not in USA, why do you need H1B to come into the United States? Okay. So, so what is the maximum length I can uh, stay? I would say three months. If you want more, I want you to contact a lawyer privately. Okay. We'll have to oh. go through a lengthy discussion. Oh. Catherine, can you go to the fresh callers and stuff, the people who are asking the question again? Next person, please. Anybody who has never asked the question, please let our team know, guys. Yeah. Akhtar Hussain. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the question. Hey, uh, I have a question regarding H4 uh, EAD. Uh, do I need to have I-140 approved to initiate the process for to apply for EAD for on H4? I'm on H1B uh, right now. So you are planning to move to H4 or is it for your wife? Uh, is it, it's for my wife. Uh, I'm planning to apply for H4 first and then start with the EAD process for her. And for that... Yeah, uh, yeah H4 EAD is only if you, if, you, if you are in the seventh year of H1B, which I don't think so you are, or if you have an I-140 approval. Is there any other method to get the EAD or is this two methods? Yeah, those are the only two methods. Okay. I have another question regarding the cost, cross-chargeability. Uh, my wife, she's... Uh, Saudi born, she has birth certificate of that, but Indian passport. Uh, and while applying to the I-140, like we have three steps, like lab, firm labor, I-140, and then I-485. Mm -hmm. So when can I use, like, if even if my wife... As soon as, is, as, soon if, as the firm is approved, you can file the 485 application. Because mostly so, for the Saudi people, the priority date is correct. So that means uh, before I-140 approved, like for the perm labor and I-140, her birth certificate has nothing to do with that, right? I think only no. for I-485, it comes That is right. Place. So even if you're not married right now, you get married later on, you can still okay. use that uh, birth certificate to file a 485 application. Okay, so I, I'm getting married in February, but I wanted to start with my I-140 process right now with the company. You can do so. Okay, but did you so file the perm application? No, I'm getting started with that in January. You, so you need asking. to understand. It takes one year to get the perm process approved. Uh, okay. okay. You need to watch uh, our videos frequently though. Okay. Next awesome. person. Sure. Next Thank person, you. please. Sunil. Uh, hello. Thanks for taking the question. Uh, I'm on H1B and my wife is on H4. And uh, I forgot 
I mean, I actually didn't know that H4 requires a renewal and we just knew knew that when we were applying for my daughter's passport, which she's seven months old. And it's already like nine months, uh, eight, eight, eight and a half months since. Uh, I want you to put the phone off and make a consultation with a lawyer. Okay. She's out of status. Okay. Next person, please. Okay. You need, you guys need, if you are a non-immigrant visa, guys, you need to watch the video YouTube every week, guys. Otherwise, you'll get into these kind of trouble. That's a major trouble your wife is in. Next person, please. Pradeep. Hello, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my question. So um, the thing is like my, uh, uh, on 2019, I was in the United States and 2020, my firm has approved. And uh, so later, uh, because of the visa denials, I went to India. So later on, uh, my employer did not file the I-140, even though my firm has approved on 2020. So, and again, mm -hmm. I back to US on 2021. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, do I have to, I mean, are there any possibility uh, with new amendments? Like, uh, can we... Uh, take the existing form process. I mean, no. can we leverage the existing process? No. Part? File one more form. One more form. So, how would be the priority date for that? Like, can we use the existing priority? No, everything no. is. Right. They must have at least filed the I-140. They did not file it. If they withdrew it later on, there are different circumstances. But you said they never filed it. And it's been more than six months that the I-140 is approved. So, you lost it. Next person, please. Zoom. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Sir, uh, I recently consulted with uh, Ms. Rebecca Chan a couple of weeks ago, uh, mm -hmm. maybe three weeks ago, actually, and uh, mm -hmm. ended up filing my 485's uh, application. Uh, it's on EB2 recently on my own mm -hmm. uh, without using an attorney. I haven't mm -hmm. received an... Uh, I haven't received a receipt notice that my check was not cashed yet. So it looks like there is a lot of delay. And I was wondering what can I do to, uh, is there anything I can do to at least track it or follow up on it? So you said you got the receipt notice or you did not get the receipt notice? No, I did not get the receipt notice. And I see bad, bad idea of filing the 485 application by yourself. I don't know why people do it. Um, but have, I mean, just have to right now it's taking anywhere between two weeks to almost two months to get a receipt notice so is there any way i can cancel it and then uh, apply for a fresh application through an attorney no that's even more dangerous then you're actually canceling the check if you cancel the check that's a crime oh. okay next person please don't do 485 by yourself guys year in advance parole are different but not 485 Next person, please. Bhaskar? No, no, let's open the... Okay. Uh, Rahul, Bhaskar, uh, yeah, sorry, I was muted. So I have this question. In, uh, in last October, I applied for EB2 to EB3 downgrade. For me, my wife and my son, we got EAD and AP, uh, and also we got SSN card for my son. Uh, priority mm -hmm. date is 2013 July. Uh, mm -hmm. Later on, it became current and it retrogressed. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, to my knowledge, the day, uh, my son's age got blocked. Is this right understanding? Is your I-140 approved? Yes. When was your I-140 approved? August. 
when was August. the prior to date current uh i guess september bulletin i guess september uh, yeah you guess what yeah. is the prior to date uh 0717 2013 um july 2013 That's and right. and and by by september you arrive on 40 august you arrive on 40 got approved yes your son is locked yeah i have one question indeed. so my wife has a approved eb2 niw okay uh, 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 the priority date is February of 2013, which is like five months earlier than mine. Now I'm just working with my attorney to apply a, a new AOS because EB2 appears to be more uh, prospective now. So one question on that one, Andy. So uh, I'm currently working. You're not applied, but in a day or two. How old is your child? Uh, he turned 15 in December. Okay, so you're applying... It's not current for her right now. Right. So the only gamble you will be taking is that if you file it for her, I'm just thinking loudly. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it gets approved, it must be final action. It has to be current. Otherwise, it will not get approved. It's approved. It's, uh, 140 is approved, right, sir? No, only I'm speaking about 485. Right. If it becomes current, then only they will approve it. Then only they will approve the EB2. So you have six years. And if it comes to near to the 21 years, at that point of time, I will withdraw the 485 application. Right. So when it comes to E, uh, I mean, uh, when he's reaching 21 years, we'll withdraw it. No, I would, I, would rather, um, I would rather have a consultation when the kid is 20, if the final action date doesn't become current, hopefully so it will. Okay. But if it doesn't, I would consult a lawyer at that time. Okay, but by applying this, are we unlocking the child now? Because uh, which is previously locked with EB3, are we unlocking by applying new you, EB2 application? You, you definitely say, well, you're, you're, you're not, he's locked under EB3 for sure. Correct. But my problem is, what if you get a green card in EB2, then he turns 21? You see my point? Uh -huh. So let's say if the, if the kid was 20 right now, you file right. a 484 application. After he turns 21, you get the green card under EB2, the kid is a problem. You see my point? Okay, I'm not getting that, but yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's say if your kid is 20 years old right now, okay? Okay, okay. Let's, let's say you file a 485 under EB2. Okay. Let's say the final action date doesn't become current and he turns 21. Okay. Even though he's locked in EB3, Let's say then the final action date becomes current under EB2 hmm. after he turns 21. Let's say you both guys get a green card under EB2. He can't get under EB2. Because already he's locked because... under EB3. And now right. you can't get the green card under EB3 because you're done. Right. right. So if, what you say is if uh, at that stage, right, in case... Uh... Right now, file a 485 for all three. Okay. Consult a lawyer when the kid turns 20 if the final action date doesn't become current. Okay. That'll be easier to tell right now, okay? Okay, great, sir. Uh, most probably, question, yeah, yeah ahead, most sir. probably you don't need to, but right. there's one percent chance. Go ahead. Okay, great. So we got his SSN card, right? Now, is it okay for me SS, to use no. that? SSN card is not considered to be married. Okay, it's that's what because I want to use it for tax filings and for mentioning on his education you plans. You, you, okay. Absolutely. Next, next person, okay. please. Thank you so much, sir. Are you ready? 
Yeah, hi, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Okay, so this is uh, one of my uh, friend, the question. So uh, he got green card uh, recently, a couple months ago, but he's still with the same employer. Now he's planning to do uh, another job at the same time on a double two. So it means, so he's going to have two double two at the same time. So is it uh, legal or it's allowed? Or is he going to have any issue during the citizenship? None, zero. Once he gets a green card, he can switch his jobs. He can be a Microsoft CEO. He can be a flipping a burger in McDonald's. He can be a lawyer like me. He can sit at home. His citizenship will not be in trouble. He cannot okay. sell the drugs for sure. Okay, so, but you know, but he wanted to continue uh, the sponsoring employer at the same time. He, he can or it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can have eight W-2s. My wife gets eight W-2s at the same time. Wow. Even when she was a green card holder, she used to get eight W-2s. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Lakshmi. Hello, Rahul Garu. Uh, thank you yes. for um, I am a pharmacist and I'm on H4 EAD. Uh, my EAD expired on December 9th. Uh, me and my husband applied for our H1, his H1 and my H4 renewal in August. Uh, mm -hmm. So he got approved for three years. We got that notice. Uh, but since uh, my H4 EAD uh, expired and uh, I was supposed to get in November because it's 60 to 90. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You're a pharmacist. Is that what you said to me? Right. Just about two hours ago or one hour ago, USCIS has issued a notification saying mm -hmm. that they are going to expedite EADs for the healthcare workers. Okay. And when you look into the page number nine of the attachment, that mm -hmm. eight or nine, I definitely feel that pharmacy should be included in it. One second, let me look into it, okay? Okay. Yeah, pharmacists are included in it. Okay. Okay? So, yeah. uh, pharmaceutical, uh, you know, you are included in it. And there is an email for you to contact it. They would, should be expediting it. Oh, okay. Um. It is on the website. Okay. Uh, it's not on my website, though. It's uh, you can watch the video that we're going to we're going okay. to tell you. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It yeah. just it just got it like an hour ago. An hour ago. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. So and good. if I have I ninety four expired, still it can be expedited, right? That's one question that I have. Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to expedite it. You okay. should be able to explain it. Oh. Okay, give me one second though. Sure. Uh, yeah, watch our video that we're going to present in the evening though, okay? Because it's very fresh out of it and we haven't gone through very details. Next person, please. Thank you. Ravin? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, so uh, just a quick thing, uh, my uh, 485 was applied, downgrade uh, applied October 2020, and it was uh, you know, 140 approved in September. I received EADs in December, uh, but uh, I received recently a 485 RFE, and it's I already submitted my birth certificate, but it's again asking a copy of my birth certificate showing my parentage, 
which has been registered with proper civil authorities. But the birth certificate I received was in 2011 and I was born in 83. Is that okay? Or do I need any affidavits? I want you to get the affidavits. I also, uh, uh, I also want you to provide the alternative documents. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm just still working on the H4. Um, sure. We in Telugu call if it's a um, if it's a small snake or a big snake, use a big stick. Okay. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, and I will give you. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a link. What all the documents in there? Even though it doesn't tell you exactly, provide as much documents as possible that okay. are in there that I'm giving you a link, okay? Okay, and one last thing is, uh, it said provide entire like response in the enclosed envelope, and it's just a small envelope. Is it mandatory to provide everything in that small envelope? No, no, that's fine. Okay, okay, sure, thank you. Prakash? Thanks, Rahul. Uh, thanks for hosting this and helping all of us. And I got in a tricky situation where uh, I resigned my company on the 20th of December, uh, hoping for my to join the company B on 22nd, based on the initial. But uh, we got a receipt number late, and uh, my joining the company B was got delayed. So by how much? This... Sorry. By how much time from the uh, time ten you years. left? Okay. Yeah, 10 years, like, no, uh, tomorrow I'm th th thinking to join since I got a receipt notice generated, I mean, receipt number. So all these 10 days, do I consider as an out of status? Should I wait for the... You're on H1B, right? Yeah, I'm on H1B. And okay. uh, my employment with the company A was ended. No, on... your employment ended in December 22nd. When is the I-94 with that, uh, um, with that company ended? Uh, the I-94 with the company ended, I got generated on the, till September uh, 2022. No, sir, but company A, company A, September, so it's, um, so it's ended on, it's ended September 2022. There is a 60 day grace period that's allowed for you to be unemployed though. Okay. On H1B. So, so okay. you're, you fall in, you're telling only 10 days, right? So that's yep. absolutely not a problem. I put a link out there. Uh, okay. about what the 60-day grace period is. If you want, you can go over it. But you're safe. You're not in trouble. Okay. So I can safely join on the receipt notice, right? Not to Absolutely. wait for the approval. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uday? Hey, hi, Reddy. Uh, good morning. So uh, I have one quick question. In Recently, my H1 got approved. Mm -hmm. So... In, in that I-798 document, my I-94 is not matching with my latest one. In I-798 document have my older uh, I-94 uh, number. Will that be an issue? Did you travel while the H-1B was pending? No. Uh, what happened is uh, uh, at that time, I'm not able to get my I-94 record in, from that website. So what I have, I gave it to them, the older one. What I have. <sighs> It's not a problem. It's not a problem, but I want to solve it though. Just go to Mexico, fly to Mexico and fly back. Oh, okay. Or, uh, okay. Other, I mean, my, uh, I mean, this is my first H1B. So I need to, if I go outside, I need to have the stamping. In. No, you don't need to. 
that's called automatic revalidation that's the reason i told you to go to um that's the reason i told you to go to mexico i didn't tell you to go to india though okay okay this is an exception and i'm going to give you an article okay that tells you what this automatic revalidation is oh okay so or yeah, there is any other second case like uh, do we need to talk to usas or uh... see this going and having a margarita and coming back to mexico is going to cost you about 300 to 500 dollars doing all those things trying to amend everything they're going to be very rich which one you want to do have a margarita for 400 dollars or this one you choose your option yeah there are ways we can correct it yeah but uh, my issue is uh, i want to go with the correct way because if i go there if they... uh, the, the way i'm telling you is the correct way. no, no i'm not asking, sorry i'm not questioning you but i'm saying that uh, so crossing the border is little bit i know some nervousness and all so that is what uh, i mean <laughs> there's no nervousness we send and, every day two people are coming back from there okay in fact but, we should open a, our own resort there radian women resort there and we and have my, enough customers to go and come there and my f1 visa is expired like 2 years back. i'm already aware of it i'm already oh. aware of it okay i'm already that i want you to read the article okay, okay next then. person please andeep hi rahul uh, so uh, you just answered the question to the previous caller about automatic revalidation and i have a similar question about that I, i'm traveling on a mexican cruise tomorrow uh, so my pass my visa is expired on the passport but i do have valid i94 and h1b extension until next year which so, countries you will be touching when you uh, go just to mexico two islands in mexico not to jamaica is right no not to jamaica just mexico. where are you where are you doing the cruise from uh, from los angeles uh, it's okay. going to ensenada and you good sir. you you're good sir you don't have any problem okay thank you so much the reason i say is that for jamaica and other countries though that's a different issue the for h1 it's not allowed it's only oh. for other visas that's the reason i'm with cruises it's not a blanket yes yeah it's not going to any other islands yeah. just the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you yogesh yeah hi am i audible yes uh actually uh i have uh, my current i797 uh valid till june 2022 this year mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. uh i actually went to canada for a couple of days and came back in back into her 19 and at that time i gave them latest i797 which was uh, valid till june 2022 but somehow i missed that they gave me i94 uh much short like uh, the i94 is only till last year april and i never saw whoa. Whoa, whoa 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 so 2021 no put the phone off and have a consultation with a lawyer okay okay next okay. person please kumar yes sir uh, rahul garu thank you for uh, taking the call anyway uh, uh planning to refile 485 sir uh, straight mm-hmm. db2 now um, mm-hmm. one i'm one of those october 2020 folks um, of course just wanted to get your insight in terms of uh, can you speak a little into the current patterns and timelines like 
our alliance still going to align or any opportunity with NBC? Like just the last couple are past. So you mean to say that if you file the application, where does it end up in? Is that the question you're trying to avoid the... Recently, yeah, it's it's very tough to say. I would say that most of them right now are ending up in the National Benefit Center. Uh, most of them, but not all of them. Um, okay. And it doesn't matter where we mail, whether we mail to mm-hmm. Phoenix, whether we mail to Chicago, or whether we mail to Texas. There, most of them are ending up in National Benefit Center. Okay, and you were like in your past video, you were talking something about. Uh, though they go to a, a national center, some of are going back to the old text. There are some, old, not uh, all. Not uh, all. There is a possibility that okay. they okay. can be transferred to. Got it. Got it. And uh, current processing times on uh, receipts and 485J, sir, like any pattern or not? Yet? Um, anywhere between two weeks to two months. Got it, sir. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Next person, please. Naveen. Hi, Rahul. Um, this is Naveen. I applied the green card back in October 2020. And then last week, last Wednesday, USCIS officer came to the my employer office on a person, in-person visit. And then I was not there. I was on vacation. And then uh, he left a voicemail saying that, like, you know, submit the contract uh, agreements between the employer and the client. So um, I, I am working on EVVC model, like, you know, employer, vendor, vendor, client. So do you see, like, you know, any issue with that one? Like, you know, since, like, you know, I'm being with that employer 13 years, like, you know, with the EB2, that's right. Um, you have an EAD? Yes. I mean, this is the reason why we tell people not to get into the H1Bs and EADs. You see the reason? People don't believe us. Um, no, I don't see. This is an FDNS visit, though. This is not a 485 visit. This is a H1B visit. He said, I specifically asked, like, no visa officer, when I asked him, like, is it for H1B or green card? He said, like, it's for green card. No, there is no green card visit. It's only for H1B. Okay. okay. So It's FDNS. When you ask something that you're giving a point to him. If you ask what's the purpose of the visit, then they will tell you it's H1B. Since you asked H1B or green card, he said it though. Um, and he's if it's green card, he's not supposed to contact you. He's supposed to contact the uh, lawyer. They're not supposed to contact the, unless you follow so, yourself. Yeah, so I he contacted me and then I didn't answer. I was on vacation. He left the voicemail and then he reached yeah. out to that. Have, have, have your, yeah. Have your lawyer respond to that. It's a normal thing. It's a H-1B inquiry. Nothing to do with the green card. Okay. It's a regular FDNS visit. Okay. So because like, you know, we got like, you know, same from the same employer, we got for the two people, same inquiry. And then for the two people, he mentioned for the green card. So. Yeah. Just because he mentioned doesn't mean anything. There is no green card inquiry ever. There's no process. Okay. No money has been allocated for it though. There's tons of money sitting in there for H-1B. They're not even using it. So it is a H-1B inquiry. It's called FDNS H-1B inquiry. It's a normal FDNS H-1B inquiry. Just have your lawyer respond to it, okay? Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Hi, Rahul. Uh, Thanks for doing this. Um, I have a question. My I-140 got approved and it it is annotated as a sent to National Visa Center. 
So I applied for 485. Do I need to send an email to the NBC or need to do anything in order to transfer nah, the you're fine. Code? You're fine. You are fine. It's not going to affect you negatively in any way. I'll take the last caller, guys. Madhu? Uh, hello, Rahul, sir. Uh, thanks for doing this for the community. Um, uh, I was on H4, H4 EAD and I had to travel to India for an emergency. Uh, since I couldn't get a visa appointment, I used the advanced parole I got through my husband's application and I came in. Um, now, I would like to move back to a non-immigrant status. So what? can I use... Um, I, I just feel... I mean, only thing is, uh, if, if at all EB2 moves ahead and he has to move back to EB2, Okay, um, what, what, you're on H1B or H, H4? I was on H4 before I moved to AP. When is your I-94 for H4 expiring? Uh, I have until 2023. Well, you can go to Mexico and come back now. And come uh, back in H4. Okay, sir. So for going to Mexico, do I need any visa, Mexico Mexican visa? Check with them. Since you have an advanced parole... They don't, they may not require it, but I want you to check with them. Okay. And what is that called? Is it called as going for a stamping or what is that called? No, no, it's not going for, it's called automatic revalidation. I give the people link before I'm going to give you the same automatic revalidation link to you again. Okay. Uh, and so if once I move to H4, should I apply for the EAD again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you, because if you want to not get married to the adjustment of status, you have to apply for EAD. Do you have? A, do you already have an EAD? It's for EAD. Yeah, I yeah I oh, have. Then you, don't, then you don't have to worry about it, which is expiring in two thousand twenty two. Twenty three, correct. Yeah, then you you don't have to apply it again, ma'am. You're good oh. until two thousand twenty three. You're good. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot, sir. Okay, thank you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at uh, four thirty. Don't forget that we do have a YouTube and Facebook live from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.